get your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Edwards. Oh, man. Rainbow three by Anthony Edwards puts him in double figure scoring. And the one two pitch, a drive to left field and deep. Gordon going back on the track at the wall. Twist take the lead 2 1. Nelson Cruz golfing a one two pitch to the second deck in left center. Parisi, fanned on it, recovers, got it to Niederreiter who fires. Parisi on the rebound, scores! right to Dalvin, turns it up, to the end zone, touchdown! What's going on everybody, Lance Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct here once again. I thank you for joining us. Um, We've had some technical issues here with the Spreaker app and whatnot. So if uh, you hear any echoes or anything, I do apologize for that. Um, Again, welcome aboard, Vince Wright. I am back, the sports governor of the state of Minnesota. And lots to get into, NBA playoffs. Timberwolves on on the block, so to speak, may be headed towards Seattle. Or who knows, maybe maybe a city we ain't even thinking about just yet. Um, we'll get into a little bit of Twins and Vikings. I mean, it's just kind of ho-hum there. Uh, not really a whole lot popping off right now, but just wanted to talk to you a little bit here. Um, talk to you. First off, Atlanta Hawks going tonight. Philadelphia's up 44-35. Uh, about five and a half minutes left in the second period. And obviously, Sixers need to get back in this tonight. Uh, for a team that is 29 and 7 at home this year, uh, Hawks coming in, stealing game one. Uh, you know, what can you say? I mean, Trey Young, <laughs> Trey Young all day long, um, just rolling with it. Embiid is playing tonight, by the way. So um, we will definitely uh, keep you updated there. Uh, One of the other things, too, in the NBA playoffs that I wanted to talk to you about was um, the Milwaukee Bucks. I want to say what up to Thorny Switch out there listening. Appreciate you, Thorny. Uh, Big Mike on the Twitter sphere coming through, as is Shannon in Inver Grove Heights. I appreciate you listening, Shannon. Uh, Rob is listening to us from Circle Pines, Minnesota. And who else do we got on the Twitter fear here uh, sending messages through? Uh, there is a Shelly is listening to us from Hudson, Wisconsin. So appreciate you, Shelly. Appreciate you. Um, Milwaukee just disappointing. Does the team have any heart? You know, you got, you know, this, this stud in, in your MVP. But Giannis, 
you know, as, as part of this new breed of just seven footers that take the shots from three point land has no post game and really, you know, not the best outside shooter. So, you know, if he's not kind of clicking there, I don't know what to tell you when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks, man, because um, they are down 2-0 to the Brooklyn Nets. There is nothing that, that gives me any thoughts that this team is going to be able to come back. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at these guys. I mean, you know, you got Brooke Lopez, uh, Giannis, obviously. You got Middleton. And just nothing's clicking. Nothing's clicking. I mean, Giannis had 18 points. Middleton had 17. Brooke Lopez had 10 the other night. Um, anybody off the bench want to come in and do anything? No, not really. Forbes came off the bench for 22 minutes. He had 10 points, but that was it. And you guys got to remember, the Nets ain't even playing with James Harden. <laughs> you know? I mean, Kevin Durant coming out here, taking names as usual. Uh, you know, people were worried about them and the pieces fitting in Brooklyn. Well, 32 points from Kevin Durant in game two. Kyrie Irving threw up 22. And really, that's all they needed. Um, you know, who else? I was just checking the uh, box score here. Joe Harris, uh, he came in and, and had a few points for, for Brooklyn, but you know, for a team like Brooklyn, doesn't really play any defense. This is pitiful for the Milwaukee Bucks. Just pitiful. And when you have, a, you know, these big guys now who play with their front facing to the basket, there's no post games. If I was Giannis, no matter how this ended, so to speak, but I do think it's going to end in probably four or five games just from the way it's looking right now. I'd be on the phone to uh, Hakeem, the dream, Elijah Wan, just any center from the day that would like to talk to me about developing a post game because he has no shot that he can go to. And I heard this on, on, uh, on, on radio earlier. And I thought it was a very valid point. You know, you had Kareem, he had a sky hook. You had all these centers over the years that had a shot they could go to, even Shaq. Um, you could go to in in some pressure moments. Now he get fouled and you have to deal with the hack-a-Shaq thing. But initially, I mean, Shaq's unstoppable. And now these guys are just throwing up three-pointers, throwing up 20-footers, and, you know, and I, I get that it may be part of the new NBA but it's bunk and you know for Giannis and and you know here in, in Minneapolis Carl Anthony Towns that's been a big thing for him is to develop some type of post game because um, he's again another seven footer that's out there shooting these jump shots I think if one of these guys would commit to developing their post game I think that they could do a hell of a a thing for their career here. And, and you know, if, if you did work with a career, a career, well, hell yeah, Kareem, Kareem's still around, could show you a thing or two, but Hakeem Olajuwon, you know, talk to these people that have had success. Kevin McHale, who made it look very easy. Because I think that that's what's not only hurting the Bucks, it's hurting the Timberwolves and it's hurting some of these guys, you know. Um, by the way, uh, Djokovic out in Denver is your new MVP. Um, But, you know, he's out there busting moves and then busting shots, too. It's it's really weird to see all these seven-footers 
with no post game. And you can throw Kevin Durant in there too, even though he's an all-world player. But the Milwaukee Bucks, as of right now, they got no heart. Um, you know, they got uh, Giannis to stay and take the money. But now it's about pieces around them. And it's just not looking good for the Milwaukee Bucks. And if they go out again, um, you know, in the second round, they're really going to have to get some help this offseason. Bucks beat them 125-86. Uh, game obviously not even close. And I, I think, like I said, this game, or excuse me, that series is over uh, probably in four or five. Uh, you got the Phoenix Suns. They're up one game to nothing over Denver, as we mentioned with the Denver Nuggets now having their very first MVP player. But the Suns, man, it is all about the Suns. And I'm going to tell you some CP3, arguably the MVP to, to some out there. But this team is young. They got literally Yoda leading the way in CP3. That's kind of how I, you know, he's the Jedi Master. He's the one that's, follow me. I'll show you the way. Uh, Devin Booker. Looking good. The whole Phoenix team actually looking good. And I couldn't be more happier for them. I am a Laker fan, so bummed to see the Lakers go out. And we'll talk about the Lake show in a second here. But Chris Paul, I think, has really found his niche. And I think he's found a very nice way to end his Hall of Fame career as well. Um, you know, to go down with to Phoenix and doing what he's doing. And I'm sorry, I got to watch some of the sound here because uh, my mic is a little extra sensitive, apparently, with some of these technical issues <laughs> we were having. Um, but, I mean, you know, what can you say? All year long, people have been talking about Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, and he's been making them look good down there in Phoenix. Um, you know, and then with other players, uh, DeAndre Ayton down there, I, it's just they if they can keep them together they got a real good thing looking uh, or a real good thing happening down there in Phoenix and it is just really impressive from the coaching staff front office and honestly I'm very interested to see because it's time for some of these now they'll tell you on TV of course you know it's all about New York and LA and you know Chicago in terms of media markets if they can get back in the mix with the Bulls and whatnot. But, man, it really would be nice to see some of these other teams starting to make a, a push here. I thought it might have been Milwaukee. You know, it was nice to see Toronto a couple years ago do what they did with Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi, who we're going to talk about here shortly, jumps over to L.A. And let's dip into this L.A. series real quick because Dallas, well... Dallas, we're going to talk about, I've talked about it on Sports Done Right before. And again, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Let me share with you real quick where you can find me on social media, on Twitter, at the Big Smooth one That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Um, you can find us also, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. And that is on Facebook as well as Instagram. Just type in Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T with my last name. And you will find us and look forward to hearing from you. Um, I was just looking for the box score here for uh, before I get into the Clippers here. Uh, 
Let's see. So Phoenix in their first game. Let's see. There we go. So Michael Bridges, he had a nice game. I mean, Phoenix just just nice. Crowder. Um, we talked about Booker and Paul, obviously. They both had 21, by the way, in the first game. Bridges led all scorers with 23 for Phoenix. Um, let's see here. Torrey Craig came off the bench. He kind of had a nice game. Otherwise, the bench, you know, had a couple players throwing some points there. But love what they're doing in Phoenix. And if they can keep it going down there and, and you know, just keep everybody happy and whatnot, I think that, uh, CP3 will lead them into a good place for the future and kind of the rebirth, uh, the rising from the, the ashes of, of the Phoenix Suns, so to speak. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Clippers as well. Uh, we had them down and out when they were down. Uh, they came back. Their plan now actually seems to look like it's working, of course, uh, them tanking games to not play the Lakers. Well, obviously the Lakers are out. And they are still in. Nice job. Love how they, you know, you got to give them credit how they hung in there. Uh, put all the trash and stuff that was being spewed about them out. And just kept focus on, you know, what was at hand. And that was winning. Um, speaking of the Mavericks, though. Questions. Christos Porzingis. Guy can't rebound. Again, another one who's seven feet tall out there, you know, you know, shooting from the three-point line. Again, get it, part of the today's NBA, but he can't rebound. Um, what's that, What are they going to do with him down in Dallas? You know, you got Luka Doncic down there. You got to get him some people now. This isn't a, a building thing. He's a young dude who can, you know, be the face of your franchise for years to come, maybe be one of the few that actually might play in one city his entire career. But you got to get this guy some help. And I'm just wondering, I've said it before on my show, I wonder sometimes if Mark Cuban's a little more enamored with being on Shark Tank than he is sometimes with running his team. Now, I know he and other people obviously would, would vehemently disagree with me, but... This is Dallas. I think they've gone out now uh, six of the last 10 years in the first round. You know, they won a championship 10 years ago back in 2011. And other than that, really nothing. They've either gone out in the first round or have not made the playoffs. And for a team coming off of an NBA championship and, and beating LeBron James back then, kind of a, a shit show in a sense since then. Uh, so I really wonder, you know, what Mark Cuban is going to do. Um, Dallas is a, a great place to be. It's one of those warm weather locations. It's it's a nice town, fun town. So I'll be interested to see if he can get any free agents down there. Um, I don't know. I don't know because the Mavericks haven't done anything really. They, they just haven't ever since 2011. So... Let's let's see what happens down in Dallas. It's just, I don't know, man. It was just very, I think, just kind of disappointing 
for Dallas fans because I thought for them from the people I've talked to in Dallas, and I do have a fair share of friends down there. And again, Vince Wright, sports governor here on Sports Done Right. I think they're just kind of disappointed on how the franchise has been run. You know, you got a billionaire owner who's got the you know deepest of deep pockets there. So let's see if Mark Cuban can recruit one or two free agents to come down to help his guy Luca and see if they can start getting over the hump and making a very deep playoff run in Dallas. Um, Clippers, like I said, steady, steady as they go. You know, just when you were ready to write them off, they come back. And, you know, I just think that I think for if you okay, here's here's how you should look at after your Clippers. Lakers are out of it, right? Lakers are out of it. Don't have to worry about them. Your plan worked, even though it was a little dicey at times, but the plan worked. Now I think if you're the Clippers, maybe you can take a little deep breath. I don't want to say you can relax because you still got Utah and Phoenix and, and those other Western teams out there, but I think now with not having that Laker purple and gold ghost over them, that maybe now they're going to start playing a little bit better and and looking a little bit better and playing with a little more confidence. You know, Kawhi Leonard, he's he's kind of a quiet dude. He's not kind of that rah-rah dude that's going to be out there doing that. But, you know, I'm sure behind the scenes and in the locker room and places where it counts, uh, he is very, very vocal and very... um, you know, decisive in what he does and what he says to his teammates and how he decides to uh, lead in in a sense. So the Clippers, um, looking good here, and I apologize, I'm a one-man show tonight. I was just trying to look at the schedule. L.A. and Utah. Let's see, we got them going on tonight as well. So that is really going to be a fun one to watch here. So lots of good football, or football, got lots of good basketball going on. Hockey fans, you got some uh, good playoff hockey going. And it is really a good time here to uh, be a sports fan, unless you're a Minnesota Twins fan, then eh, or a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. We'll talk about that when we get back here. A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. Became a star in Seattle. Boy, if he, he if he could bring a basketball team back to Seattle, that would definitely cement his legacy, I'm sure. But uh, we'll talk about the ins and outs of that after we get back here. We're going to take a quick break, a couple of quick little jams, and we'll be right back to the Sports Done Right show. I'm Vince Wright. Keep it tuned here. Then you like the wait a minute show. If you like a different opinion coming from a different angle, then you like the wait a minute show. So join me Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your host, Jelani, JB Bodie, and of course, my man Lopan on the wait a minute show.com. Ain't that right, Lopan? Hey guys, this is Sports Gov Vince Wright from the great state of Minnesota, and I'm here to tell you guys about pick and shovelware. Go to pickandshovelware.com 
you're going to get 20% off when you use the promo code NORSTAR. Get 20% off right now when you use the promo code NORSTAR. That's pickandshovelware.com. Summertime.
votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. And what is up, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor, coming to you live and direct from the Situation Room. This is Sports Done Right, your favorite Minnesota sports podcast. Vince Wright, sports gov, coming to you live. Follow me on Twitter again at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one. After the Big Smooth, and of course, Sports Done Right, W R I G H T, my last name on Instagram and Facebook. All right. So let's just kind of run through uh, the NFL and some uh, Vikings, just kind of quick points real quick. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, no-show minicamp. It's going to play out. I just think deep down, look, I'm you know, I got no notes in front of me. This is just all coming from the gut. I think he's going to wind up playing for him. If, you know, I, I'm looking at an article right now from ESPN. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay teammates, we've got his back. Of course you got his back. He's the MVP. I mean, honestly, look, Minnesota hate Green Bay, hate the Packers, all that. Let me get that out there, of course. But when you have the MVP of the league, if I'm a Green Bay Packer or fan, you won't, why wouldn't you want him back? I get it. Dude's temperamental. Dude's all those things we hear about being bloviated on these sports shows day in, day out, all that stuff. But he came out, played like a champ last year. He was the MVP, obviously. And I don't know why you wouldn't want him back. I realize egos are involved. But in the end, I don't think Green Bay, I mean, sure, you can find him. Obviously, the dude's very rich, so I think it's a you know the fines would total about ninety three thousand, ninety thousand somewhere in there. That's you know it's not about the money. So then it becomes this game of either chicken on both sides, or you know my chest is bigger than yours, and I'm gonna puff it out more and this and that. I get it, and I said it here a couple weeks ago. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd be pissed too. They they needed some help for him through these past few drafts and instead obviously they go and get his replacement but with that being said I mean Green Bay has you know a couple years ago they were in the NFC championship game they're not that far off so I know that's probably what he's thinking hey give me something we can get back here maybe one or two more times to the champ to the Super Bowl and and you know who knows maybe win one one or two before I get out of here now, does the Green Bay front office buy into it? I think that ultimately they find a way to get their guy back. And, you know, come game one, he will be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Now, the flip side of that, Jordan Love, he's going to get some time now. He's going to get some time with the first squad. In a way... I think this can ultimately help them because it's going to get their their number one pick some reps with the number one team, you know, the first team out there in Green Bay. So that's nothing but good. And I heard, I was listening to Colin Cowherd today and he was talking about, oh, he's got guys telling him, you know, day one, he, you know, in the two minute drill, the kid messed up and screwed up. Of course, the kid's going to fuck up a little bit. 
He's a rookie. I mean, what do you expect? Collins talking about, oh, he missed the wide open receiver in a two-minute drill and couldn't get it past the 40-yard line. Well, okay. Let's see what happens down the road. Now, listen to me. Sound like I have to defend these Green Bay Packers, these players here. But um, I, I think it can work out very good for the Packers in the end. They'll provide us with a lot of soap opera stuff. Obviously, the ESPNs and Foxes of the world will be talking about it. We're all going to be talking about it. But I think in the end, Brett or Brett, listen to me. Aaron Rodgers (laughs) will be back with Green Bay come game one. Um, I'm starting to see a few articles and some people talk about what I uh, tweeted out a few days ago. Talking about Vikings tight end Irv Smith. Junior, and how it's his time to shine and step into that long line of Vikings tight ends who, you know, obviously Kyle Rudolph has now moved on to the New York Giants. And it's it's his for the taking. And I think he'll do a, a really good job. You know, he's he's had some flashes. We've seen glimpses of, of what it can be with him. And I, I wish him all the best. There's a story in ESPN if you want to check it out here on the on their uh, football page. Breakout season by Irv Smith Jr. A key, a key to elevating the Vikings offense. That is from Courtney Cronin. And I'll just kind of give you a real brief synopsis of what she's saying here. Smith, 22, is the top tight end on the roster after the Vikings parted with Rudolph in March after 10 seasons. Knowing what was on the horizon, Smith sought out different methods that would benefit his increased work or his increased workload. She then goes, he's got a new diet, new uh, training regimen, all this stuff, working with a new dietitian, all the all these things here. Really wants to cement himself as the number one tight end uh, here in Viking Land. Kyle Rudolph, obviously fan favorite uh, favorite of Vince Wright, the sports governor, for a long time. Good dude. I always said. When you get them the ball, good things happen. We'll miss you, Kyle, but I'm very excited for Irv Smith Jr. and the Minnesota Vikings offense and to see what Kirk Cousin can do with him and to see if, if, if Mike Zimmer will actually start using these tight ends even, even more. Um, you know, I come from an age where Vikings tight ends were basically third and fourth, you know, third receivers, to be perfectly honest with you, a lot of times. So... We'll see if the, if he if his game does get elevated. Good luck to you, Irv Smith Jr. The Vikings and uh, Vikings Nation need you to come through, my man. All right, so that's kind of about it for uh, NFL news. Um, all wanted to say rest in peace to uh, Jim Fossil. Worked uh, with Dallas. You may remember him as the New York Giants head coach for a, for a minute. He had a 58-53-1 and 53 and one record. He was 2-3 and three in the postseason. Um, he was the coach when the Giants lost 34-7 to the Baltimore Ravens back in 2001 in the Super Bowl. Um, seems to be a good guy. Strahan. Um said, quote, he is just a great man, great coach, and he will be missed. 
I enjoyed every minute with him as my coach and after my career when he continued to stay in touch and talk, Strahan said. So again, rest in peace to Jim Fossil. And he was 71 years old. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, Julio Jones goes to the Titans. That is going to be very interesting. But again, let's just see what happens because the quarterback, well, got to have a good quarterback out there. And I know the Titans are, are, are feeling good and on the verge. This is definitely a good pickup for them. Um, it looks like he's going to wear actually number two. So we will see what happens there. He, yes, he will be wearing number two with the Titans. So congratulations there. Okay, uh, real quick take on the Timberwolves as we end the show here. Never say never when it comes to agreements, contracts, things that are, you know, leases with these arenas and teams being tied into the cities uh, and states where they are. Uh, here in the Twin Cities now, the Timberwolves fans are a little alarmed because Alex Rodriguez does basically want to try and move the team possibly to Seattle. I have told you and you've heard for five years now that I've been doing the Sports Done Right podcast um, outside of Tom Thibodeau. And by the way, congratulations to Tom Thibodeau, who is the coach of the year uh, in New York City all of a sudden now. Give him the Logan Paul bell. But seriously, congratulations to him. May we, we must have been wrong here in Minnesota. I mean, I was one of the guys that wanted him gone initially too. And maybe the sports gov was wrong. Might have to rescind that. But the Timberwolves are on the verge, and I say it all the time. You probably get here tired of me saying it, on the verge of irrelevancy. And, you know, we've talked about this, and I've talked about it with guests on my show, uh, how, the, how the Timberwolves got to make the playoffs next year. They have to. You come with another bullshit season, another BS season of just what we've had ever since Butler and Tibbs have left, basically. That ain't happening. And and again, we are a major sports market. We have all we have every pro team. We have Division One college athletics in this town and region as well. And if you're not putting up wins, then nobody's going to spend that dollar on you. That sports dollar. And now I think A Rod probably sees this as his way to get it out or get it back to Seattle. Now, they keep telling us the NBA would rather have a, a brand new team in Seattle because the relocation fees, they basically get a lot more money than just having a team move there to Seattle, let's say. But in the end, you know, the NBA is always going to get their money. So then they come back and go, well, I mean, yeah, sure, we'd love a relocation fee, but, you know, we'll take a little smaller fee if, if that's too much of a hassle and if, you know, there's nothing contractually holding the, the Minnesota Timberwolves here. They pay a $50 million buyout to the city of Minneapolis for the tax help and all that stuff with uh, renovating Target Center, the home of the Minnesota Timberwolves. But what's $50 million to billionaires? That's, that's pocket change. So yeah, you are definitely... You're on your way. 
Um, Thorny asked me if uh, I should, if I think uh, going back to Rogers there or dangle him in the market for the highest bidder. I think you do either or Thorny and all, I mean, listen, if you can put together a package for the last year's MVP that gets you some players and draft picks and whatnot, Hey, nobody is untouchable. Michael Jordan in the side with the bulls, maybe. Hell, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky got traded. Greatest hockey player ever. So, yeah, you can do all that. Uh, I am him, hypey, hempy. What's going on? Appreciate you popping in here. So he's talking about Seattle and Vegas as well. I think I think Vegas would get that relocated or that brand new team. I think if they can find a way. Again, A-Rod is the that's the Seattle tie-in A-Rod remember the legend was made in Seattle uh, he was already legendary we can argue about you know him juicing and all this stuff but he made his bones and he made his name as a Seattle Mariner before he got to Texas before he got to New York and won his one title sub Melvin appreciate you popping in here so that's your Seattle tie-in and look, they're going to be backdooring it and being like, look, man, we got a Seattle athletic legend here trying to bring a basketball team back. If they keep losing to Minnesota, the attendance already was on the way down pre-COVID in terms of season ticket renewals. And people just, and I can tell you, just with a general interest, hey, I got some tickets for the T-Wolves tonight. You want to go? Eh, who are they playing? And if it's not Golden State or, you know, some team with one of the big stars, you people really have, well, I don't want to say no interest, but it's it's a lagging interest. This is There's a lot of basketball fans in this state. I've talked about the high school talent that is being produced in this state and, and you know, what it looks like in terms of from, from the ground roots or, you know, down at that level and through high school and the talent we have here. So it's not that Minnesotans don't like basketball. It's just we're tired of seeing this with the T-Wolves, and we've seen it over and over and over again. And now we have a, in, in my my opinion, he was rookie of the year in Anthony Edwards. Cat, how much longer are players going to be interested in wanting to, in wanting to sign here? And the only players we get to sign here are second and third stringers. So all kinds of, of BS popping up in Timberwolves Nation again. And, you know, as we look at the, at the playoffs here, the Minnesota Timberwolves are really in, in dire, dire straits, in my opinion. You know, Utah on the come up, Phoenix on the cup up, come up, um, Dallas, you know, Dallas, like we said, they've won a championship here in the past decade, um, Denver, all the Milwaukee, all these kind of, you know, um, middle market teams and Timberwolves doing what they do as cat as good as gone to the Knicks. Listen, uh, cat being from out in that area. Obviously, with his mom dying of COVID and, and, and six other of his family relatives dying of COVID, I think that is definitely on the table. I think, you know, being closer to family and his father and sister and 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 all that, it's definitely in play. And, and like I was saying earlier and in past shows, 
if the Wolves keep losing, Cat isn't going to want to be here. Who Would you? And that's the other thing, too. Hey, come spend your winters in Minnesota and play for a franchise that has just uh, been a culture of losing for the better part of the past 15 years. Um, Hempy, I, I don't, I, yeah, I mean, a Charlotte can put a, a package together in this, in, in our chat room here. He says, uh, Charlotte as a possible destination for cat. Yeah. But I think, you know, obviously with New York being bounced the way that they were from the playoffs, if they can find a big man with the name cat again, local kid, uh, I believe cats from Jersey. Um, so, but again, local, Sure, why not? Because he's he's going to want to get out of here. And, you know, he'll make money. He won't get the max, obviously. But, you know, if the Wolves suck, you got to go. Oh, you're welcome, Thorny. Um, listen, the sports governor is always honest. I, I'm I'm a homer, but I am a realist as well. And I'm not the radio or the podcast host that's just going to blow smoke up the, the local team's butts because they're the local teams. You know, that's that's what makes it fun for me. I mean, the the Timberwolves, the you know Twins and having a, a down season. Uh, Minnesota Wild were eliminated from the NHL playoffs after we thought they were going to go very, very far, if not a Stanley Cup run for the local hockey team. But, yeah, we give it to you straight, man. Um you know the the thing is you're to be honest that's what i want people to see about this show it's not just like hey this dude's from minnesota everything about minnesota is great teams have sucked up here for a long time uh you heard me a couple weeks ago talking about my minnesota gophers and how they're going to have to w- win at least the big 10 west this year and start getting some stuff going for pj fleck um but when your team fucks up, you got to call them on it. That's simple. All right. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, I hope this sounded okay. Uh, again, we, we got started late tonight because we had some technical issues. So I do apologize about that. We were hoping to have a, a guest on the line. Uh, phone issues again. Had to re-download the, the Spreaker app and all this stuff. We'll get it figured out for next week. But again, thank you guys very much for tuning in. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Brutally honest about all Minnesota's, just sports in general. Because, you know, we got a lot of stuff coming up here. I can't wait to get to it. Um, College football, we got summer practices. Before you know it, we're going to be hitting August. And college football is going to be back. Thorny's Georgia Bulldogs. We're going to be talking about the good old SEC, the Big Ten. Like I said, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we got the NBA playoffs popping off. I'm really excited about this Utah Lakers or Lakers. Here we go. Here we go again. Utah Clippers joint tonight at 9 p.m. Central time. Um, That's the game I'm going to be watching here. I'm, I'm just trying to get one last update on the score. Um Six minutes left, and the 76ers are up, 75-67. So, again, got a good game brewing here in Philadelphia. 
We'll see if the Sixers can come back and tie this series up or if uh, Mr. Young and company take a two-game-to-0 lead to Atlanta. And if they do that, man, the ATL, you talk about ATL, ho, it's going to be off the heezy down there. All right, y'all, enjoy the rest of your night. I'm going to go sip on some 1792 small batch bourbon. That's the bourbon of the night. Uh, Kesey the Professor, what's happening? I appreciate you. Um, check us out on demand. I'll get it uploaded on the X Squad affiliates website there. And again, check out X Squad Radio, everybody. My podcast family home. Shouts out to everybody. Um, Realcast, X Squad, just everybody, man. We got so many hosts and stuff now, and so many different shows um, on all kinds of different platforms and podcast families, man. That we all kind of touch in one way or another, whether we're guests or we're listening to and supporting our friends. So. Uh, com is the website. Make sure you check us out there. And again, you guys be cool and be safe in them streets out there. Have a lot of fun. It is a hot one up in Minnesota this week. It has literally been a hundred every day for the past three days. Going to be well into the nineties, the rest of the week. So stay dry, stay safe up here. My peoples, I am Vince Wright, sports governor. I'll be back with you next week. And you check us out again anytime on demand. Sports done right on all major podcasting services. iTunes, Spreaker, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Play, on and on and on it goes. So everybody be cool, stay safe. And Vince Wright, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Holla at your boy, Key C.